Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's <laughs> going to pop eight and you're going to pop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Leaving a Legacy. I'm your faithful main host, Jerry Me, <laughs> and I'm joined by two lovely sidekicks. <laughs> I think everybody else just laughed at that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make me spin up the intro, I, I got I to gotta pump it up. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, going so on, for Adrian? everybody that just tuned out, <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Not much, man. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you? Oh, well, just hanging out. You? Nice. Yeah. Same. Nice. Same. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Looking at a lot of these uh, Innistrad spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Not not too much happening in Legacy this week. Kind of calmed down a bit, but that just means we got to dive into all the the flavor of. In Estrad. Oh, it is. It's a really flavorful set, man. I'm really digging it. Did you see what they were did at the um, the GPS? Yeah, uh, with uh, uh, with Christine Sprinkle. Not just that, but like all of them. Like the oh yeah, they had like the escape rooms and shit. And yeah, it, it looked like they uh, really stepped up their game for uh, spoiler season. Yeah, which is it, nice. yeah, they definitely um, got in on the uh, you know taking advantage of the pe- of how much people love this set and just giving them like all these great like. Just cool, like, marketing tactics, you know, that are just, like, just make it a lot of fun, I think, you know? Yeah, they had, uh, like, fan spoil cards, too, I saw on Twitter. They had, like, puzzles, and if you figured out the puzzle, you would email wizards, and they would give you a card to spoil. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, so, yeah, that they definitely stepped on their game, which is cool, because I think Innistrad looks really fun, just like the old Innistrad. Yeah, I never I never got to play, a chance to play the old format. Um, I wasn't back in the game yet quite then, so I'm excited was, to play this one. It was the first it was the first set from me coming back where I got to experience like it being released. Because I came back during New Phyrexia. Okay. And then Innistrad was like the first set where they actually had spoiler season that I went through. And uh it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't really draft it as much and apparently it's like one of the best draft sets of all time. That's what I've heard. That is what I've heard. Um, looking, looking at the spoiler so far, just kind of the comms and uncommons, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, a lot of like, you know, like the delirium mechanic is pretty sweet. Um, I love Madness is back. Yeah, the Madness is really cool. Oh man, I remember playing Madness back in the day, and it's always been one of my favorite, uh, uh, keywords. Oh so really? I'm glad bringing that back. Yeah. There is, however, a bunch of just, as always, just bullshit mechanics that they just did not really need. <laughs> yeah, the, inv- the investigate mechanic I think is really, uh, it's yeah. not my favorite thing. It's not, I mean, it might, it might be fun for, like, Sam like Constructed. Yeah, it yeah. Clue, like, I feel like, just, like <laughs> I get a it, really, Clue. <laughs> it's, it's a really good idea that I just feel wasn't pulled off well. Yeah. Well, you can, uh-huh. that's gonna work awesome with Populate. Yeah, populated. Also, I, I'm thinking like, <laughs> there's gotta be some way to break, cause you're putting artifacts into play. So, maybe, maybe they'll reprint Delirium Academy for us so we can make full use of those clue counters. Oh, don't ever copy artifact a clue counter. <laughs> oh man. 
looks like we got one possibly legacy playable card spoiled already, so that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Warped Landscape? See... <laughs> Not quite, Adrian. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of the one I'm thinking of, but the one I'm excited for is Thing in the Ice. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Have you seen this yet, Adrian? Yeah. It's, so it's a flip card, which I just enjoy. I enjoy flip cards in general. Um, Thing in the Ice, it's one in the blue for uh, Creature Horror. It has Defender. It's an 0-4. Um, it enters the battlefield with four ice counters on it, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, uh, remove an ice counter from Thing in the Ice. If it has no ice counters on it, transform it, and it transforms into Awoken Horror, which the art on Awoken Horror is just sick. It's so yeah. good. It actually looks like it's crashing up the, the treasure cruise ship. I don't yeah, know well, that, like, it's it's crashing the sh- ship from the previous previous image. No, I, I love this because it looks like the treasure cruise ship. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, yep, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah. is, it's not just Ludovic's failed test subject? Now, it looks like a upgrade. I mean, Ludovic's test subject was a cool card from the original Innistrad that I loved. Um, and this one seems like it's an upgrade because Ludovic just wasn't quite good enough. It took way too much mana to get off, whereas this uh, turns into a 7-8 for free just based on you playing spells. And then the bonus... When you flip it, bounce all other creatures to their owner's hands. Yeah, all non-horror creatures. So basically anything that else is on the, that's on the board. Anything else you want to go on about it? Yeah, like my idea was like just running it as like a one or two of in a blue-red Delver list. I think that you don't want it to be a four of because you don't want to be bouncing all your cards. But like if you're having a hard time sticking, you know, like... Actually, play- I would... I would totally do it as a four of because think about it. It's a seven eight that when it flips, you bounce all their blockers. That's true. So you're getting in. It has it basically essentially has haste because it's been in play with Thing in the Ice unless you're removing the counters that turn somehow. Yeah. Um, but if you play this and then next turn fire off a couple cantrips and transform it, you're bouncing their board and swinging for seven. That's true. Like, this card is very good. The other thing that's cool about it too is that it's not a non-legendary creature, so it does stack well. So right. some, somebody else mentioned it. Is this going to play with Vampire Hexmage? I don't think you need to. Like I. I can see maybe a Vampire Hex Mage Dark Depths, like, blue-black deck coming out, where you're kind of an aggro deck uh, because you're running, like, Delver's Secrets, Hex Mage, Awoken Horror to try and beat them down, but then you also just have a cheeky sideboard plan of Vampire Hex Mage deck, Dark Depths uh, to kill them. So I could see that happening, but I think this card is just good enough on its own. You don't need the Hex Mage in order to get it off. Yeah. I also love the fl- flavor. It's like this Godzilla, King Kong type oh, flavor. Yeah. Yep. Like, find the monster on an island, and they're trying to bring it back to civilization, and it all goes wrong. Yeah, it's like, they're, I don't know, I don't know, uh, you know, the flavor of, like, why instances of sorcerers move ice counters, but you're literally just, like, it's got four ice counters on it, and you're, you're pulling ice off it, and all of a sudden it busts out of the ice, and mm-hmm. sh- fucking everything, everything scatters, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I did hear a lot of people complaining though. It's like they're like, "Oh, blue gets a one drop three two flying, and now it gets a two tr- two drop seven eight uh, <laughs> It's like literally blue gets all the colors because this is like Tarmogoy for Grixis. This yeah. is like the Tarmogoy slot for the blue decks that didn't want to run green. Yep. I think this card is going to get a lot of play, and I am snap buying four foils when this comes out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll probably just get four regular copies because I'm not a foil jerk, but. <laughs> um, did you guys so what'd you, see, what'd did you, you think guys... of the rules change? Oh yeah! Like now you have yeah. to actually blow it up for two. You can't just ratchet bomb at zero once it's flipped either. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Maybe I'm not getting foils because I just looked up Thing in the Ice and the regular version is pre uh, pre ordering for fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean it is a mythic. Oh no, it's just it's just a rare. It's just a regular rare. Yeah, don't I wouldn't I wouldn't pre order it. I think you're just gonna be able to pick them up like after this. The set's gonna be open so much that hmm. rare foil rares are not gonna be a big deal. I don't think. I, I don't think that this is gonna be a card that will yeah. be a huge player in standard. If I was gonna take a guess, or modern. Or modern, so... Uh, I think it would be a big player in modern. You think so? Uh, people are saying it's a good win condition for control decks in modern. Oh, yeah, like, sure. I mean, anything with Defender that turns into a beater is probably... Yeah, good. that's it's, the thing. It's like, you play it as a as an 0-4 Defender, so it blocks for you, too. It's outside of bolt range, which is important in modern. Um, and I also... What I want to do is I want to add them to the sideboard of Modern Storm. Because you play game one, they see you're on Storm, they board out all their removal, you bring these guys in, and it's like, oh, even if you prevent me from comboing off, I can still beat your face in with a 7-8. Mm. Probably don't have anything that can deal with it. Hmm. So, I think it, I think it'll see a lot of play. The uh, the one that cracked me up was the, the uh, Aberrant Researcher. Did you guys see this? Like, the fixed Delver? The fixed Delver? Yeah, so oh, it's yeah. Delver's yeah, big it's brother. The, it's the, yeah, it's the next transformation. Yeah, it's like three and a blue for a creature, human, insect. Uh, it's a three-two with flying. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, put the top card of your library into your graveyard. If it's an instant or sorcery uh, card, transform Eberron Researcher, and it transforms into Perfected Form, which yeah. is an insect creature, fi- insect horror, 5-4 with flying. But I just thought it was kind of like a dig at the original um, original Delver card, because yeah. Perfected Form is like the transform side. I thought it was pretty funny. I just... I, what I want, I want altars where someone gets me like Dragon Ball Z of the progression, like the Cell progression, or like the Super Saiyan progression, and just paint it on each side of uh, both cards. What's what's Dragon Ball Z? What is that? You, you, what? No, what? <laughs> no, I, I mean I know I know what it is, but I haven't watched. I don't well, watch. Well, yeah, enlighten some of us here. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is a classic uh, animation show from the eighties and nineties that anyone but with between the ages of about you know fifteen to thirty, which I guess you guys are well well past, is <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is was enamored with. It was yeah, it was it was like. It was late eighties, early nineties. Really? Okay, maybe I was just 80s. already high. <laughs> it uh, originally was published in nineteen eighty eight. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I I did oh. not expect that. That's uh that's the dra- that's Dragon Ball though the original, and then oh. Dragon Ball Z came in the early. Now 90s. you're splitting hairs with something I don't even know. So well, there's Dragon Ball, which well, is the iteration of the correct, main characters yeah. when they were young. <laughs> And then Dragon Ball Z is when they're like older and starting to form families. And then there was a shitty series after it called Dragon Ball GT, but we don't like to talk about that because that was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, show that involves lots of transformations. And basically, you just have to watch it. If you don't know what Dragon Ball Z is, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not going to get into that now. <laughs> just go and watch it. I think it's, I think it's on Netflix. Just go watch, watch it. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> Was there was there anything else in the set that you guys thought would be uh, a possible player in Legacy? I mean, not everything yeah. spoiled it, obviously, but this things I'm excited about. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was actually, and I was talking to uh, one of the guys who's. I was talking to Jim this week, and I take his I take his opinion pretty highly. And actually, I didn't notice something until he pointed it out to me. Jarrell's masterpiece. Oh yeah. And I was looking at it, going, because there's times after you dredge a few cards, you have cards in your hand for like no reason. But mm-hmm. discarding three cards to return it 
from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped as a 7-7. Like, oh, I, that that seems like it should just go on dredge. And then he kind of pointed out that, like, you have it to costs discard it. It costs four, but you have LED. And he's like, yeah, but once you have, yeah. once you crack LED, you don't have those cards in yeah. hand anymore. That, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Like, you don't, you don't really need it. But you can't, you can't really pull it off. Like that, the casting, the activation cost is counterproductive in a dredge deck. You can't get, you can get the three off an LED, but you can't get the three and have three cards to discard. So, but I just, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, minus one, minus one for each card in your hand. That, as a seven seven, that seems that should be easy to get out and dredge. So I was kind of excited about it till like kind of kind of corrected it a little bit. It still seems, I mean, it's, it seems interesting. I don't know if there's actually a way to pull that off, but that's that's one that I was kind of excited about. And I keep looking at this uh, Air of Falconrath. Well, that's a pretty cool card. The black. Mm-hmm. So Air, yeah, it's Air of Falconrath. It's oh black. yeah, Black Delver. I like I like that card. I just if it cost one black, like Grexus Delver would be. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just looking at ways of enabling. <laughs> that fucking, really good. I'm looking at ways of enabling reanimations. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's what easy. I was thinking. It's easy to flip and block a Delver while I'm trying to set up the rest of the garbage, anyway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because there's already a Grixis reanimator deck that boards in Delver of Secrets and Young Pyromancer as uh, like a cheesy second win condition, and I think this card just slots in perfectly in that. Uh, it's a great uh, alternate win for, for main deck reanimator without having to splash to red. So I, I think that deck that, that card's really cool. And, and there, um, this, this mechanic is actually interesting. Invasive Surgery, counter-target sorcery spell, Delirium. Yeah. It's like counter-target sorcery mm-hmm. spell for one blue, surgical extract all your show-and-tells. Yeah, it's pretty sick, actually. That, that one actually. Yeah, we talked cool. about that. Uh, yeah, because um, it's. It, we, we, I remember we talked about that. It was uh, it's basically a strict upgrade of an envelope. Mm-hmm. Envelope. Envelope. Yep. Envelope. <laughs> that, and, aside from it being three, even pick the brain looks good. Yeah, it looks it looks nice. I don't think it'll see legacy play, but it's a, it's a cool card. Um. People are getting hyped about Relentless Dead, but I do not see it. Well, I think it's a great card for standard and modern. Yeah, but people were talking about, like, Aura in particular was so excited about this card for uh, Zombardment, and I just think it's way too expensive. What um? So t- tell me how he'd want to play it in Zombardment, like, just as a straight-up creature? Yeah, like, basically, I mean, what it has going for it, the problem Zombardment runs into is none of its creatures can block Mm-hmm. Bloodgast and uh, why am I blanking? The zombie, it's like one black for a 1 1 sack of creature, put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it. Uh, I can't think of the name. I'll, I'll, I'll remember it as soon as we finish recording. But, anyways, those both those creatures uh, can't block. So, Zimbardman actually runs into a lot of problems where it has all these disposable creatures, but it can't stop a Tarmogoyf, and Tarmogoyf yeah. just kills them. So. This being able to block is a huge upgrade, and then the fact that it's like recurrable fits perfectly with Walking Dead, where you know you sacrifice it to uh, Goblin Bombardment or the the other zombie for plus one plus one counters, and then bring it back to life. But it, you basically have to pay three. You have to pay one black when it dies to return it to its hands, and you have to pay that one black then and there, uh, and then you need to pay two more to cast it. Um, I mean, can you just pay two when it dies? Oh, it's another target zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah pay another target zombie. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. And that's the other thing is, like, um, blood gas isn't a zombie, it's a vampire, so you right. can't get... But, I mean, not that you'd really want blood gas anyways, since they have the land mechanic. I don't know, I just, I don't really see the card yeah. being 
being all that good just because of how mana intensive it is. I think it's a mythic only because it would be really like very very strong in draft, mm-hmm. and they don't want it in draft. I don't think it's a mythic based on its power level. I don't think it is at least. I think that I think that's really like based on its power level for a constructed event. I think it's based on its power level for draft. Yeah, what I do like is the throwback because it's a reference to endless ranks art. of the dead. Yeah, endless ranks of the dead from yeah. original Innistrad. Yeah, it's like the same same stained glass window. When I first started getting back into uh, into Magic, I built like a a mono black zombie EDH deck, and endless ranks of the dead were was one of the cards I ran on that deck. So that's yeah, sweet. I like the art. It's pretty sweet. What the hell was that thing? Strategic planning. Get you get comfortable, Jerry. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting comfortable. Hey, not all can't... of us have a have a brand new Bob's couch. Oh my god, yeah, like electric everything, sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm so jealous. Adrian, it, for our listeners, Adrian just got a new couch, and it's basically a gallon of rocket fuel away from the keeps saying, "Take me to the moon. Take me to the moon." <laughs> But anyways, strategic planning. Yeah, Portal Three Kingdoms. Yep. Oh, okay, that's what it Commander. was. No, I was looking at pieces of the puzzle, and, uh, and it reminds me of strategic planning. It's one more mana. You get to look at two more cards and take one more into hand. Yeah, so strategic planning. One call is blue. So if you look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand. The rest of the bot into your graveyard. Yeah, because I had looked at that a while ago, and I was kind of thinking about it and trying to figure out what to do with it, but then now this is pieces of, of the puzzle in the new yep. set. Reveal the top five cards of your library, put up to two instant or sorcery cards among them into your hand and the rest of the graveyard. Yeah. The, the fact that it can be card advantage is actually quite nice. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think if, like, I don't know, do you take uh, Exhume and Force of Will? <laughs> like, just make sure that you're bringing that creature back. Yeah. Um, I like. I still like Impulse better, just because it costs one less. Like costing three is. is yeah, rough. but Impulse doesn't bin anything, right? It doesn't. I, I mean, that is an upgrade that it goes to your graveyard, but there's there's no guarantee you hit a creature in those five cards. No. Did you guys play yeah. Magic this weekend? Unfortunately. You did. <laughs> yeah, me and Adrian uh, played side by side. Actually. <laughs> was it what? Yeah. Adrian was all sneaky and showing off this dredge deck before we sat down to everyone. <laughs> and then round one starts, and he just goes, Island Curse Catcher, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's not dredge. <laughs> no, I had, my, I had my son playing dredge. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, me and my son went. Kyle was there. Um, Jim came down, and Sissio was there. It was good. Yep. Was this a T? Yeah. Yeah. yeah T. So we, nice. and so, like... Um, oh god, I don't even know how the fuck I did. I didn't do, I didn't do too good at all. But the, uh, I, my son did better than I did. <laughs> he was, he was just yeah, playing. Yeah, right? was, was killing it. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and actually it was really kind of funny because by the end right now, it, it's, that's, cuts to top four. And, uh, Jim is in top four playing Dredge. And, god, he, he played against Sissio who was doing Shardless Bug. And they had three games and, the third game, it was just really fucking interactive. Like, it was good. Uh, like, Josh had Meddling Mage down, naming Cabal Therapy, and Jim couldn't get the Narcomimus off the field. It was just, it was really good. It was such a good game. And, um, you know, they were in game three, and Jim Jim got it in game three, because 
you know, he was playing it out, and uh, they finished three games, and next to them was the other two from top four, which was Lands versus Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim and Josh finished all three games. Lands versus Miracles was still on game one. Yeah. Was that uh, Blake and was Blake on Lands and? It might have been. Yeah. And, and uh, so they so yeah they played. I, it does, it's not that it seemed like forever. I think it really just was forever. Um, <laughs> but they played for a long fucking time, and Jim's, <laughs> Jim was looking at it going, I, I, I gotta go home. He's like, what should I do? And I'm like, I wouldn't hold nothing against you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. Because um, that was some, you know, paint dry shit to watch. But at the same time, like, even even the guys playing, like, the thing is, is, the guys playing the long decks were complaining about playing the long decks, in which case, why are you playing the long decks? You know? Yeah. If, like, if you really don't like the amount of time it takes to play lands or miracles, why are you playing lands and miracles? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> play deck you like. Me- meanwhile, I played Tin Fins and was home by 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do with Tin Fins, Jerry? Uh, God awful. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I went 0-3 drop. Oh, man. Yeah. Sounds like, like my kind of day. Yeah, round one was Esper Miracles. So it was basically like Miracles running Thought Seize and Cabal Therapy. And that just tore me apart. And then I kind of blacked out the rest of the tournament. I kind of forget <laughs> what else I played. <laughs> All I know is it wasn't good. So, yeah. Are you are you guys going to the $200 tournament on Thursday? Uh, I cannot. I have, to, I have to be at work on Thursday night, unfortunately, What's- but... What's that? In Fitchburg? Right. Yeah, yeah, Frexian Games. They're starting up a new monthly uh, tournament where it's $200 guaranteed prize support, which, if you think about it, actually isn't that good because I think that's E regularly gets like $360 prize support, but yeah. hey, they're, they're, they're starting off, so it's their first one, so I figured I'd go check it out. I, I like that store. It's like What's really clean and spacious. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Okay. Not that it matters because it'll be over by the time this airs for our listeners. <laughs> but we can but keep it in mind for next month. Sure. Yeah, they're they're doing it monthly. Um, Is there a chance you guys will be going to um, TE on Sunday? Uh, probably. No. Nice. No. Not for, not for Adrian. No, I want you guys to keep in mind if you're going to think about going to TE on Sunday. Sunday is the St. Patrick's Day parade. In oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going on which, Sunday. Which completely blocks Park Ave. So you have, like, a good long walk to TE, and you have to do it through a bunch of people who think they're Irish for the day. Oh, my God. It's it's terrible. <laughs> it, it's, cause, so that's entertainment is right on Main Street in Worcester. Well, it's on so, Park Ave. Well, yeah, Park, Park Ave, but it's like, part by Main Street, I mean, it's like one of the main thoroughwares of, of Worcester that, like, all the parade routes go down. So I remember just being at a tournament there, and every six months or so, there's, like, either Brazilian or Puerto Rican Pride Day, <laughs> and this, like, giant, like, Mardi Gras-style circus just comes down Main Street, and they're, like, bumping reggaeton out of 500-watt speaker amps. and You, you had no way of paying attention to your game. Yeah, <laughs> like, like trying to concentrate on a play, and there's like people grinding in the streets outside. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And that's he has giant like glass, like it's basically an aquarium where we play. Just a giant. <laughs> I, I already, I already had something happen this weekend too, where I was playing against miracles, and like, what did he do? Uh, he did something, cast a snapcaster mage, I think, hit a brainstorm, cast a Vendillion click, um. 
I, I, I must have counted it. He cast something else. And he's like, all right, then I'm going to untap. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean you're going to untap? He's like, yeah, that was at the end of your turn. And I had to look back and see, like, holy shit, that wasn't, like, at the end of my turn. If there was a parade going by, I'd have been a fucking <laughs> sad. It's just been a mess. I was already a mess. But, yeah, so this weekend's oh. the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Worcester, which, which covers a good long distance. I mean, it's it's cool and everything, um, but I just might be comfy on the couch or, like, doing something in the efficiency. Oh, I'm actually think, sucks. I'm thinking uh, I'm, I'm probably... I think Lita's going to be doing some work. I'm thinking about uh, probably hitting the Wiz tomorrow, and then um, maybe maybe I'll bring Brendan out to Acton on Friday and uh, head up there for a little bit because there's still a few cards that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to find like two more copies of Burning Wish. Those yeah, the fact the yeah the fact that I'm not going on Sunday, I think I'm definitely going to go to Acton on Friday. So I'll yeah, I'm just saying you might get up there on Friday as well. Then I, I did check out your article earlier, Pat. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was reading it. I didn't yeah. know if we were going to discuss a little bit. Everybody seems to be hitting some sort of, what did Jerry call it, night bus, night train? Yeah. What the hell was it? <laughs> some sort of like bus. little morose topic where they're like, you know, where, where's the balance in life? And Yeah. and That's, Night bus is is a all-encompassing term. It, it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you wanted to yeah, discuss um, a little bit. Yeah, I just i I wrote it after the um, after I ended after up you were afraid the, uh, of facing Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, I I ended up missing the uh, the uh, satellite tournament for extra, Eternal Extravaganza, the one that was in Connecticut, and uh, just some stuff came up with the kids and like you know I'm I'm big on like the balance of you know uh, just like keeping a happy home and and also like being able to you know, enjoy like the hobby that I obviously am very passionate about. Um, it can be very difficult to strike a balance there. And, uh, I'm, I generally err on the side of like hanging out with my kid, my kids and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just ended up kind of writing the article. It, I wasn't even sure if I was going to put it out there, to be honest. It just had been a long time since I had done any creative writing. I used to do it a lot. Um, and then when I graduated college, it's just sort of something that I didn't do very much of. So I just kind of had the ur- urge to, uh, to type it up. But I ended up putting it, putting a, putting it together and I sent it off to, uh, to Renee and Trevor. They helped run the uh, Card Confidant site and they gave me some really nice feedback and, uh, you know, they asked me if I, if I wanted to put it up and I'm like, yeah, like, it's worth, you know, you guys think it's worth doing and it's actually got a really positive response. It like went up today, I've had a lot of people message me and, and say they enjoyed it and it seems to be getting, I guess, a pretty positive stuff going on. So that's, that's pretty great. I'm gonna try to keep, Keep writing for them, like every other week. Do a little something, you know. Not everything will be in the vein of, of like, you know, personal stuff going on. Sometimes it'll be um, legacy content. Well, it'll be would either be legacy content or something else related to MTG. Um, uh, it won't always be night bus related, night bus <laughs> themed. No, I thought about. I thought about. No, we need more night bus. <laughs> I was kind of. I was invited to do a little article a while ago. I still haven't put it together. Um, but I, I've been debating it. There's a couple of writing outlets that sound that, that could be interesting, but it's one of the things with me is I do like to do consistency, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and really anything. But the the uh, the topic itself, as far as um, you know, the balance and everything, I just I wanted to pick your brain and kind of share some perspectives with you. Sure. If you're up for that, so 
Of course. Just let me ask a few questions here. What is balance to you? Um, I mean, I think balance is just being able to uh, satisfy um, your own personal uh, wants and desires to like go out and do your own thing and also um, be able to connect and spend enough time with your family and doing the things that you were, you know, you're at your actual responsibility, stuff that's not your hobby. Because I think a lot of people can get carried away and find MTG to be something that they're put a lot more into than they really should, you know? It ends up being something... It It's such a long, dark, deep rabbit hole, you know, that you can get down. And I, I, th- I think that a balance there is really just, like I said, being able to satisfy your own desire to get into the game and enjoy the game and play the game and also, um, you know, be a responsible adult. So saying I shouldn't fall off the grid and become a professional magic player and fly around the country playing in events. With no, negative- well, so actually I did, I <laughs> well, did kind should- of address that in the article. What I said was like, if you have to figure out what your goals are, right? Like you have to figure out what you want out of the game. If you're, if what you want out of the game is, um, is you want to be an FNM champ, then you have the ability to put a lot less time and effort into it than someone who, what they want out of the game is to be the next Patrick Chapin. You know what I mean? Like, and I think you need to adjust your personal life um, to accommodate those things. Otherwise, I think you're doing yourself a, yourself a disservice and the people around you a disservice. You know, if I was like, oh, if I wanted to be the next like pro tour grinder, like it, I'd probably have a very different home life than I have right now. You know? Sure, sure, because you would be traveling a lot more. Right. Exactly. Now, so what? So I was asking you, uh, you know, what is what is balance to you? Mm-hmm. A- and um, you're giving me, which is okay. What what I'm hearing is what it is in reference to the game. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. what, I guess what I'm curious of is can we can we go from this as a broad perspective and then apply it to the game instead of taking it to the game directly? Mm-hmm. So for example, um, we'll wait till Jerry gets comfortable. <laughs> I'm, did you spill your mint julep, Jerry? Jesus Christ. No, I'm actually mailing <laughs> Renee finally gave me uh, her address, so I'm mailing out the revised pack to her right now. Oh, and sure. I was reaching over to my desk to grab an envelope. Wow, an envelope. An envelope. That's a very loud envelope. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, he has, he has just a few thoughts and perspectives in a general sense and and some of this stems from like you know your article coming up timely um another cast i was listening to coming up timely i was having a conversation with somebody on facebook um and it's just it's a it's it's a it's a valid topic so the um some things about balance and not that i'm terribly fucking good with it like put it that way but so picture a seesaw you know like a little kid's teeter-totter Mm-hmm. Balance would be it just stays level on both sides and doesn't move, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Same with like this. Uh, well, the downside to that is that the only way that actually happens is you should stay perfectly directly on top of the fulcrum, which is the midpoint. Yep. Uh, so as long as you don't move and as long as nothing happens, uh, you can have balance. And there's there's two flaws with that, with that theory to me. Uh, one is anything that doesn't move smells like swamp water. <laughs> like if if something stays stagnant, there is no growth. Sure. As it, in in general. Um, so what a perspective that somebody had shared with me a while ago that I really kind of took was balances that he, the way he put it was balances that point I see as I go back and forth between extremes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I will never just stay in the middle. Mm-hmm. Life is ever changing, so I, I can go back and forth. And as long as I acknowledge the back and forth is is what's going on. Um, 
I just have to make sure that I do at some points return to center. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it, of course it's important to know where center is. And for me, center is at home. Yeah. You know, and um, but I I will stem out in both directions because at the same point, if if me and Lita spent every minute of every day together, we drive each other fucking nuts. Like <laughs> I, we were, we were together for three hours tonight, and I think. And she just kept telling me to shut up. <laughs> and it, not that it wasn't deserved, but like it's just the more time we spend apart, the more I get to miss her. Sure. Like, and, and there's a validity there. At the same time, and as a father also, the kids grow up quick, and that mm-hmm. time is precious. And the time is something that you can never get back. And yes. that's you know that's just in general. You know, um, yeah. at the same. So there's all these different aspects, at least to my life, and. Uh, so, and a part of that's also now encompassing like property management, employment, um, husbandry, fatherhood, MTG, podcast. When you say husbandry, do you mean like raising animals? <laughs> or do you no, mean I, being a husband? I guess I just don't know anything raising about Raising animals. <laughs> I mean, hey, like, I don't know what you have going on over there in the apartments. I don't know. Adrian's actually an avid beekeeper. <laughs> I, I actually meant being a husband. No, I, I really appreciate what you're saying, though, because I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, well, so the other part that I actually was sharing with somebody was that in all of those different aspects, like, I don't look at it quite as, I mean, to me, it's not a teeter-totter anymore. There's, like, many different legs that go off of this teeter-totter. You know, mm-hmm. like, I have, like, four or five different fucking directions I can get pulled in at any time. Um, so with all of those different things, in each different case, I have to look at, What's my risk and what's my reward? Mm-hmm. And if my risk is greater than my reward, I'm probably not terribly into it. You know what I mean? But yeah. because at the same time, the risk itself, and this is just financial, Jerry will catch that anyway. Is uh, can I absorb the risk? Sure. You know, if 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 I can absorb well, the just risk, bet it all on Uzbekistan gold. So I always sure. that. <laughs> so if I can absorb the risk of my son's 18 and I haven't seen him because I've been be- being a pro tour grinder. And chasing that, and I'm willing to absorb that risk. There's going to be a consequence to that risk, and if that's sure. one that I'm willing to pay, then I'm willing to absorb that risk. Sure. You know, and, the, and there's different levels of risk for different, of course, every different situation for every different person and what they're able to absorb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you if you rewind my life like six years or so, I was uh, I was you know still doing MMA. I was at the gym like you know like three to four hours, like four or five days a week. And so, like, that time adds up, and that was totally, like, that to me, that was totally my life in balance because I had much fewer responsibilities at home. Like, my wife and I were still, we were, like, dating, but we weren't, like, married at the time. We had our own apartment or whatever, but um, my responsibilities at home were basically just, like, make sure the place doesn't burn down when I'm there and, like, work enough to pay the bills, you know, like, and, and hang out hang out with the girlfriend en- enough to keep her happy. So, what's That's a that? a pretty hard responsibility. It was pretty, I mean, it was pretty great. I mean, honestly, like, it was, it was a fun time. Um, but that also gave me a lot more free time. And so, like, what I've found is, like, as you, I mean, uh, you know, personally, like, having children, like, it, it, my free time is, is much more strained and, like, I value the time that I have at home. And, like, I, I'm not into, like, you know, there are days where, like, I would, you know, love to go out and spend, uh, you know, a, a weekend taking a trip out to, to play, like, a, a GP or whatever. And it's just, it's very difficult for me to make that commitment. Yeah. When I, when, you know, when I just want to be home with my kids, you know, and, like, for me, like, you know the the allure of magic um, doesn't doesn't overshadow that. And I think like what I try to get at the most is like don't let that overshadow like things that you can miss and you can't get back because the game is going to be around for a long time. It's always going to be there, and you're always going to have time to come back to it. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Continue. Well, here's here's two things. I mean, and there's times where you can tie things together. You know, like for example, me and my son went to play Legacy. 
Mm-hmm. We'll let Jerry get comfortable. I'm getting comfortable. <laughs> I just imagine he's like squirming in this chair. Like <laughs> I'm looking for stamps, okay? I'm looking for stamps. I think he's trying to play it because I think he's got Barbie dolls and it keeps cracking the knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of twisted. <laughs> Talk um, about adult stuff here. Come on. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I I was able to go play Legacy Sunday, but I was able to do that with my son. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, yep. it's, I think, you know, me and him were, geez, he was probably eight when he started drafting. Like, we'd listen to limited resources, and then we'd go do drafts. And and depending on the store yep. I go to and um, the players that are there would actually determine a lot whether I would frequent that store because there were certain things I wouldn't bring my son back to. I didn't want my son going home with some language that you can hear at some of the tournaments. You know what I mean? And that's just part mm-hmm. of being a responsible father. Right. Um, but at the same so with the same token, I could be able to do things with my son. Like now, you know, he comes over. We do a lot of work in the apartments. But it was nice to be able to break that up and be able to go play Legacy. And he liked it. He liked playing Dredge. He likes doing drafts, too. There's a there's a spot to kind of a balance there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it's where I'm not missing time with him, but I get to actually encourage him to be able to do things um, really that my father was never there to do. You know, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, God, where the fuck was I going with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like the one, you know, the one thing that the one finite you have in your life is just time, right? Like the finite amount you have is time. Yeah, that's a non-negotiable. Like you only have so much time, you can't make more of it. So I, I think, like you know, if you look at each each desire you have in your life, each responsibility, call it whatever you want, as like jars, you can fill them all up with you know X amount of time, oh, divide it however you want. <laughs> jars, you know. Are you going to that analogy? Why? Have you heard? You, you haven't heard of that. No. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah, I have heard like yeah. So like, so a professor stood before his philosophy class and he had some items in front of him. When the class began, he wordlessly picked up a very large and empty mayonnaise jar and proceeded to fill it with golf balls. Then he asked his students if the jar was full. They agreed that it was. Then the professor picked up a box of pebbles and poured them into the jar. He shook the jar lightly. The pebbles rolled into the open areas between the golf balls. He then again asked the students if the jar was full. They agreed it was. The professor next picked up a box of sand and poured it into the jar. Of course, the sand filled up everything else. He asked once more if the jar was full. His students responded with a unanimous yes. The professor then produced two beers from under the table and poured the entire contents into the jar, effectively filling the empty space between the sand. And the students laughed. Now, the professor said, I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. The golf balls are the important things. Your family, your children, your health, your friends, and your favorite passions. And if everything else was lost and only they remained, your life would still be full. The pebbles are all the things that matter, like your job, your house, and your car. The sand is everything else, the small stuff. If you put the sand into the jar first, there is no room for the pebbles or the golf balls. The same goes for life. If you spend all your time and energy on the small stuff, you will never have room for the things that are most important to you. Pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness. Spend time with your children. Spend time with your parents. Visit with grandparents. Take time to get medical checkups. Take your spouse out to dinner. Play another 18. There will always be time to clean the house and fix the disposal. Take care of the golf balls first, the things that really matter. Set your priorities. The rest is just sand. One of the students raised her hand and inquired what the beer represented. The professor smiled and said, I'm glad you asked. The beer shows you that no matter how full your life may seem, there's always room for a couple beers with a friend. So there you go, Jerry. That's like the longest Hallmark card ever. I love it. It does. It does illustrate a really good point, though, right? Like that you do have a finite space in your life for things, and like what you choose to fill it with 
um, is is obviously your choice, and you know you have to be cognizant of of, of prioritizing what is and what isn't important. For and for me, like you know, my hobbies are lower down the list than my family is, and like for me, that that's part of balance, and like it keeping um, keeping that in mind is how I make my decisions as to where I spend my time. But um, yeah. Nice. It's it's a powerful message. Yeah, it also sure. feels like a delete a deleted scene from Dead Poets Society. <laughs> Is that a Boston movie? I it might be. It's Robin Actually, Williams. I, I mean, think it I might know. be. It's it's like a nameless it's a nameless it's name from town. So it, yeah. it Boston. <laughs> But time it's it's it is it's one of those things you can never get get it off the night bus. It's one of those things you can never get back. So of course, while while these guys are still playing game one of Lands versus Miracles, and I'm just looking at you, I'm going, yeah, I wouldn't blame you if you left. I'm actually wondering why I got off the couch today. (laughs) Full circle. Full circle. There you go. (laughs) And but with with all that being said, you were saying you know the game will be here even if you're not type of thing. Yeah. there's 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 actually a point where. Um, you know, there was a store that was opening up and they were trying to get their legacy off the ground. I'm like, well, if I don't go, uh, maybe it doesn't fire. Like, there is actually a point to a sanctioned event yeah. counting on me if you're trying to grow a community type of thing. Um, not yep. that I'm, not that I'm that fucking important. Um, but it was, no, uh, but your, your participation is vital to the success of, of the game. Like, if everyone decides to not go, like, Eventually, that that's, that event's not going to fire, right? And yeah, I mean, there's there's a just, certain there's a certain uh, truth to that, and and it's something that I pick up from a different area of life anyway. But yeah, that it's uh, if if I don't go, eventually maybe I can't go. Sure, you know that type of thing where I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of responsible for that. So, yeah. but there's there's a, there's a it's not an all-encompassing, all-inclusive thing. I mean, there's, there is, again, a balance to it. It's, it's not. It's, it's that point I see as I bounce back and forth between extremes, either playing all the mm-hmm. time or not playing at all. You know. Yeah. See, I try to. I and that, and for me, I try to avoid the extremes because, like I said, I've done that in my life before, and it, it generally, it puts me too far out of where I want to be. You know what but I mean? I like to be. Yeah, a little you get one out in one so. area or the other. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's more like. It's more like, you know, if I'm on the seesaw and I'm standing at the fulcrum, I'm just like dancing back and forth a few feet either way and like not trying to go too far to the edges to where I fall off, you know what I mean? Have you ever Try heard to keep of it the, the center. There's a documentary. Um, I don't even remember what the fuck it was about. You ever hear of it, Koyana Scotsi? No. Is that a person? A, no, it's I believe it's a Native American term it means life out of balance. And it's a, it's a documentary mostly about the earth, but it was uh it's like an older documentary. I don't know. Every time, every time somebody lately, it seems like the topics come up a lot, and um, I just flash to that. But yeah, so <laughs> life out of balance. <laughs> All right, we're we're titling this. Uh, well, well, the the the, the 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 lesson to be learned here is that balance is difficult, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> like balance balance is tough. It's not easy. No. Yeah, whenever I feel a little overwhelmed, I just I just whip out my stasis art and I just I picture myself. Oh, the new one I gave you, the new one. Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like cluttering up my inbox with like 
Oh, weird cartoon porn. Uh, what is it? Rule thirty four. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. I found, I don't know where I saw it. I saw it somewhere on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, Jerry has to see this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not even gonna. We're not gonna put that in the show notes. Oh no, no, that's not <laughs> going anywhere. Really wanna, if you really want to see, it's actually if you just if you just Google Stasis art, it comes up under naturally. I saw so. Oh god. If you just really want to see, you guys you guys can pick it out pretty easy. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyways, uh, did you guys get a chance to read, uh, Aaron, uh, Gazinga, uh, his, uh, brew for, no, uh, this? I didn't. It's pretty sweet. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's on Hipsters of the Coast. Uh, he posted it up. It's, uh, White Red Stacks. And this deck looks like, like, so spicy and evil. I want to play it so bad. <laughs> Um, so he's running four Ancient Tomb, four Arid Mesa, four Marsh Flats, two Mountains, four Plains, two Plateau, four Wasteland, and then three Ajani Vengeant. <laughs> uh, that's the Ajani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like two Red White, three Loyalty, plus one Target Permanent doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Uh, minus two, it bolts, uh, and actually lightning helixes, deals three damage, gains three life. And then minus seven is destroy all lands, target player controls. Run three batter skull, count them three. <laughs> uh, three blood moon main, four chalice of the void, two chandra pyromaster, that's the two red red, uh, four loyalty, uh, plus one is ping something. Uh, deal one damage to target player, one damage to target creature. Zero exile the top card of your library. You can play it. And then minus seven, exile the top seven cards of your library and you can choose a card and copy it in up to three times. Uh, then it's got two Chromox, three Crucible Worlds, three Elspeth Knight Errant, uh, four Humility, one Moat, four Mox Diamonds, one Outpost Siege. <laughs> Which oh, yeah. is the, uh, I love Outpost. Dragons of Tarkir, yeah. yeah <laughs> Three so red. Good. Choose dragons or cons. Cons at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library, you can cast it, or dragons. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, outpost sieges one damage strike creature or player. Huh. Um, and then three Trinisphere. <laughs> 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 oh man. Three Batter Skulls, but zero uh, Stoneforge Mystic. Hmm. Um, this deck is hilarious. <laughs> what, uh, what's your take on it, Adrian? I'm not terribly surprised. <laughs> like, Aaron, Aaron does <laughs> some really interesting things. He does, uh, at a certain point, he'll do things, and I wanna cry. Like, <laughs> it's, it, what the, what the hell was he, do? God, I had fucking elves, what did he kill me with? Like, Astroslide. Ah, oh, he just does, he does these things and it's just miserable. I'm not surprised that this guy Trinisphere. <laughs> if he actually, if he plays his moat, his only win condition is a Johnny Vengeance. And that, that's, my, a Johnny Vengeance minus two is his only win condition. Which is continuous helix. Oh man. Yeah, continuous helix. Oh, I guess if he gets an Elspeth out, he can give them flying to get over the moat. So actually, oh, never mind, yeah. that works. Okay, yeah. I forgot, I forgot Elspeth. Yeah, plus plus three plus three and flying the target creature. Hmm. Uh, yeah, this deck yeah, is awesome. And I did honestly daze out through half of the reading of that list. Because <laughs> good, 
It's, uh, if, I know it's hard. If you, it's hard could, if you could show it to me written, it will help me out. But if you just read it off to me, <laughs> I forgot the third card by the time you said the fourth. Uh, oh, yeah, Baneslayer. Yeah, I, so oh, I can see him. Yeah, I can see him playing Baneslayer Angel. <laughs> Let's see why not. Yeah, oh, Exalted Bane, Angel. Oh, so this he's is got like, Baneslayer. Is this just an Angel Stompy deck or what? He's got Moats, Baneslayer, Exalted what are you Angel. Well, Baneslayer is in the sideboard. You're looking at the oh, sideboard right at. now. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he's, he can sideboard into Angel Stompy, three Blood Blame, Baneslayer Angel, three Exalted Angel on the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, 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 God, Exalted Angel is not a creature I've seen in a long time. I like him doing four Humility's main deck, because that's, that's the only way he's going to take Delver back out of the air with the moat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, unless he's using Vengeant to just uh, Helix them. Yeah. I think he also made this in reaction to just the quote-unquote Eldrazi menace, because this deck wrecks El, uh, Eldrazi. He's running his own like chalice, blood moons. You know what the nice thing is, though? Oh, 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 shit. Yeah, I, yeah. Crucible of Worlds, Wasteland Lock. Yeah. yeah. He's got Blood Moon in the main, which, which is really good against that deck. Well, the other thing I'm actually I'm noticing is actually... Most, most of his casting costs are floating above Miracles. Right, yeah. that too. I'm actually surprised he's not running any Ancient Tombs in the in the board, just because how reliant he is on his, like, three and four drops. Well, he's, he's running he's four running in the main. Tomb in the main. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, not Ancient Tombs. <laughs> is what I oh, I don't know. You should ask him. Probably because yeah. he'd rather I keep the land uh, and only he wasn't this... sacrifice it, where he can lose the life off the tomb and gain it back off of Johnny anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, I, you still just want that early uh, acceleration, too. Like, just, like, one or two of them. Well, he wants to be able to hit red white. Uh, for, he wants to be able to hit red white for a Johnny, but he's got wastelands also. So if he's doing wasteland, ancient tomb, and city of traders, he's got too much colorless mana and not enough uh-huh. color. Yeah, that's a good point. Because um, yeah, he is running the wastelands. It's kind of interesting that he's playing. Like I, I know you can only do four arid maces. Um, oh, okay, so this two plateaus. Because I'm like, he's got marsh flats, but there's really that it's not going to get him out. And but he's got two plateaus to be able to fetch. I just keep looking at like trying to hit the two color on a Johnny. So he's going to need some way to be able to pull up yeah. alternate land colors. And uh, and at least he's got four basic planes, so he can still do it through his own blood moon if he needs to. Yep. Yeah. So that's probably that the works. first thing he's getting is a plane, a plane, so he can get around the blood moon. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were yeah. saying before I interrupted you. I kind of kind of want to put this together right now. <laughs> Looks real good. <laughs> I, I just need a moat. Just need to go buy a moat. <laughs> he, he may let you just play it so you can try it out. I don't know. He's uh, he he puts together some decks that are just. Well, Aaron's awesome because he has a huge, huge collection. But he refuses to play blue. So yes, has, that's like, one of the things I always love about him. He's, he refuses to play blue, but he makes you want to cry. Like it's just, yeah. it's just like, oh man. Um, like I know you'll do Karn with like veteran explorer and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell? Like he was, yeah. Even when they when they came out with Ugin, he's like, oh yeah, with painter servant, I could make everything color and blow up their lands. <laughs> like, how could I hurt people's feelings? <laughs> Uh, we should have uh, we should have Aaron and Kate back on the show. It was a lot of fun uh, when we we had them on last time. <laughs> um, on a, on another topic, we'll see. What, we, let's talk about this real quick. Pat, yo, help me out here. What number is this? Is this seventy three? This is seventy three. Okay, it is seventy three. So, yep. so 
we're coming up, Jerry. We've been doing this almost two years now. Uh, well, well a year and three quarters. What's that? A year and three quarters. Year and a half. Yeah, Something we're like, like uh, we've been doing it for a while. We're like thirty-two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, there's there's almost a hundredth episode coming up. So uh, what I'm actually kind of curious about, you know, we were talking. Who, I don't even remember who the fuck I was talking to about this. I think we were all talking about it anyway. At different points, at different times, or maybe it was even just last week, and I'm an idiot. But um, <laughs> so again, and, and this is this is kind of this is kind of weird because like I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's been like I think three times this week somebody said to me, "When are you guys doing t-shirts?" <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I and as I sat down trying to pencil out some ideas with somebody, I'm like, "This is why we haven't done them yet." This is like because I can't fucking <laughs> go anywhere with it. But the um, so. I'm actually kind of curious. What do you guys think? Uh, now, now that I got the couch set up and I'm all fucking comfy, <laughs> I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so jealous. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna set up a loom next to that couch and uh, weave some t-shirts for all of us. Dude, like, he's like no, right now. No. Adrian is like the picture of being comfortable. I don't even have fucking socks on right now, so like, <laughs> let me just recline this back a little more. Yeah. There's some serious, yeah, Pat, there's some Pat. serious inequity going on right now. <laughs> Pat, uh, I was meaning to tell you if you're gonna cast with the camera on. Could you please put pants on? I just see way too much. <laughs> or at oh, least yeah. stop aiming the camera Sorry. down. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so, so no, but I, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I can fuck around with GIMP Image Editor a little bit, and I could do. Um, anyway, I want to, I want to redo a few things, and one of the things is, uh, I'm curious if, we, if you guys think we should try to take in, if, if, if we should do something for like a logo. You know, should, should we look, should we solicit like uh, if anybody has an idea for something? And I'm I'm thinking like I just want to do something that's simple that can go on a hoodie or on a t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. something like that. Um, I I kind of like our original logo how it's set up. Um, just maybe get custom uh, art for it because yeah. I know because we just got that from like some online turn yourself into a cartoon. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like, uh, hey man, if, if it was. Uh, Considering the amount of work that you put in for that, Jerry, I think you're knocking it's a little fucking unwarranted. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I spent a whole seven and a half minutes designing my avatar on uh, Cliptoons art. That was a lot of work. No, I I like, I do, I, I, I like the format that it's in, like the, the three disembodied heads looks good. Well, what I'm, what, what I'm, what I'm, what it's what it's how Pat pictures us above his his fireplace. Uh, what I'm, what I'm, no, it's, those are the actual pictures I have above my fireplace. What, what, oh, okay. what, no, I'm 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 thinking of something that's uh, actually capable to be in straight black and white, no grayscale. Okay. Like something that's actually can just easily one color go onto a hoodie, onto a t-shirt, onto whatever, and fucking, yeah. um, but but recognizable. And and I don't know what's. Uh, Trying to think of like what, what, kind of, what the fuck did you say, Pat? If we could get a logo that had me riding Grizzlebrand while you yeah, were like, what, fucking what, doing here's what, what I want. I want, I want Adrian riding Grizzlebrand, right? And then below is is Jerry hanging out with uh, the human wizard from Delver Secrets because he can't flip it. There's no one sick down vibration. And then I'm trying to point a chain lightning at Jerry's face on his end step. I think that's probably exactly. <laughs> So through interpretive images, you want <laughs> chain lightning on your end step. You well, want someone to <laughs> physically draw. Maybe it's a, it's a word bubble, Jerry. I don't know. Maybe it's a thought. 
fucking know, dude. Uh, the, the narrator fallacy. You know, whenever a filmmaker is lazy and doesn't want to explain how something's happening, the narrator comes in and goes, <laughs> and here's Pat casting chain lightning on the Like, I can just imagine Adrian, like, on the back of Rosa Baran, doing, like, straight up Aladdin, like, I can show you the world. <laughs> Shining, shimmering splendor. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, listeners, if anyone, any of you would like to take that challenge and and come up with that piece of art, Pat would be greatly appreciated. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not saying I would make it the header on my Facebook page, but I probably. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Of no, but I I think I think Adrian is right. Like something that is like like one solid color that could be. Simple grayscale. Just, yeah. I mean, simple, no grayscale, black like, and white. And, like, and the way TikTok has their logo, like, it's very, like, bo- it's yeah. just, like, boom. You know, it's like an yeah, image. I'm thinking, of, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of something that's, like, uh, like Shadowwood, you know. Well, not Shadowwood, that's, like, fucking commercial storyline comic book shit, isn't it? But, like, silhouette sort of thing. I'm just or, or, of or Bernie Sanders logo, Feel the Burn. Let's get as iconic as that. <laughs> So, yeah, so maybe if uh, like a, if a listener, I'll tell you what, if a listener can, if, if we're gonna do this as t-shirts, if a listener wants to um, uh, design a logo that we can use, I will front whatever it takes to to get them a t-shirt made out of it if we make shirts. Sure. So I'll oh, yeah. front the winner, that t-shirt. Winner, winner gets a free t-shirt. Yeah, like yeah, whoever like it. I mean, I don't want to make it like a contest, but like if someone is out there who's like a graphic designer or is into that stuff and they want to. Come up with with something, and we can use it. Like if we if we use your design, like get them a shirt, right? Like that's that's pretty cool, right? Well, I was, I'm expecting about ten thousand entrants. Ooh, okay, ooh. so I figured. <laughs> what if it's a logo? What if it's a logo that's like just a fucking silhouette of like Raisin Bran, where you get the two scoops? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, why not? Grizzlebeard can't hold scoops with scoops. those razors he's got. Uh, I would actually, I'd be scoops? fine with that. I'd be fine if it was Grizzlebrand holding two scoops of razors. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd actually leave. be okay with that. It's just, it, it's too inside jokey though, because everyone's gonna look at me like, "What the fuck are you wearing? Is that, is that <laughs> geriatric Grizzlebrand? Like, <laughs> it's, it's in silhouette, so I was like, "Why is Grizzlebrand holding maracas?" <laughs> Salsa Grizzle Brand. Yeah, so if if a listener um, is like has a background in that, and you want to come up with something, if you want to email it to uh, leavinglegacy at gmail dot com, and like if we can use it, like and you know we we choose to use it for some shirts, I will I will personally pay for a shirt for uh, for a listener. I'm cool with that. I don't even think they need okay. to have like they don't, they don't even need to be a graphics artist. No, well, you know what I mean. Like someone has the ability. Like Somebody I don't think we could just accept ambition. like a. I don't Somebody think we can accept like a fucking uh, sketch on like toilet paper. I'll yeah. take Crayola. I'll take Crayola doodles. I don't give a shit. He's Send got some Crayola more. doodles. <laughs> like if, I don't know. It's just I I just kind of need an idea. Like it's it's uh I don't know. I just I'm trying to think of like what would actually define you know what's what's a, what's a good. I don't know. Like, what's a good symbolism for this cast? Um, night bus. Just a big old bus. It's nighttime. <laughs> no, it can't be too inside. <laughs> a night bus isn't inside. It's a well-documented term. A, a fucking bus is going to make us look like, I don't know. Like, I read it out of the yeah. Urban Dictionary. Because, <laughs> I mean, this... I mean, well, the thing is, this, this, this people all over the fucking world, right? Well, like, let's... Uh, I think let's, 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 think, let's think of the distances we fucking interacted with. Yeah. New Zealand, China... 
in fucking Belgium, like all all over. Is, is, like what's what transcends space and time, really? <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> you know, if it turns out like the T-shirts are eight fifty or whatever, right? Um, we'd let people know if they wanted to get T-shirts and get them for like ten, and then two fifty goes to Wounded Warrior Project. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, or um, or if if hoodies are seventeen fifty, whatever the fuck it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, where. But we just got to figure out the shipping with it too. I know, like, t- there was some thing with Teespring. You know, Teespring was doing them for a while, but then they started offering like shitty quality shit. Yeah, Teespring's but, tough too because, like, I think, um, yeah, it's just I think if we if we know if if we have a hookup with an actual screen printer, it's probably easier just that way. Yeah, this, one of my this, one of my good friends from high school uh, is a manager at a screen printing shop. Yeah, so, so like, ask him for a does he does he own it? Is it a small business or what? Yeah, it's a local business. Okay. Gra- graphic connections. We'll see if, uh, yeah, I mean, see if you figure out a price and, like, if it's, like, Hanes or something, not, like, fucking, although get that fucking made in Vietnam all Get that tagless V-neck, yo. I was going to get the 1,200 thread count Egyptian cotton versions. <laughs> um, as long as they don't fucking, like, come apart in the washing machine the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like... We'll do a stress test. We'll let Jerry wear it for a week. Oh. Um, <laughs> Without showering. Or right, well, I'll, yeah, that's what I mean by for a week. Like, you just wear that for a week. <laughs> I can shower, but I have to wear it. <laughs> See, I'm kind of excited for all that type of shit anyway. Just just for uh, sh- the, a shift. Because, God, we've had... Uh, this intro's been on for a little while now. Has it been a year? I think, we've been using this intro, I think we've been using this intro for like a year. I would say we've been using the same intro um, at least since I started. It has been yeah. the same intro. It, no, it's been almost a so, year because it, it, it that was May. Yep, January, February, March, yeah, almost a year, which is uh, kind of funny to me. In reality, uh, the boys up at Network told us we got to freshen the image if we want sponsors to stick around. Jerry, what'd you say? I couldn't hear Adrian fucking. <laughs> yeah, couldn't couldn't hear you over the wind wind tunnel of the base. Jesus basement. Christ. <laughs> I thought those things were supposed to fuck up your lungs, but this guy can suck the chrome off a ball hitch. Holy shit. <laughs> Take that. Um, what were you saying, Jerry? I forget. It's like the old drug, it's it's like the old drug commercial, Pat. The what commercial? The old commercial about drugs. I learned oh. it by watching you. Oh. <laughs> sure. Sure. All those old drug commercials were terrible because if anything they just made you want to do drugs. It's like the the commercial where oh, the girl on, comes home and, and her dog her dog gets her dog gets up on the counter and is like I'm disappointed in you Susie we used to be friends I'm like I want whatever she's taking that making that's making her dog get up and talk to her that looks awesome I want candy to talk flipping. to my dog you gotta go candy flipping <laughs> no candy flipping all right so so yeah so. So the one thing I get... feel like I fucking missed out on, really, is peyote buttons. Nope, move. <laughs> <laughs> move on. I never did peyote buttons. We're ne- we're never getting a spoiler card. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I will finalize. never do peyote buttons. Just <laughs> to finalize, uh, if we have any listeners who want to uh, take a shot at making us a, a logo. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll send uh, you some peyote buttons. Yeah, no. Like, we'll, 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 we'll put together a thanks package. We'll have, we'll have a shirt in there and stuff, and uh, 
we might be able to do some other fun stuff too. Yeah, um, something we can use. Yeah. yeah, send it to leavinglegacy at gmail dot com, and Adrian will screen those for us. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see him. I mean, you don't get to. Adrian's yeah. gonna choose. Jerry can I, can I come, wants to can do we have something. a rose ceremony? Can I have like can I have like three roses and you guys have like the art on a tray and you have to bring them to me and I give each art a rose and we'll film it and we'll put it on the Facebook group. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So should we head into top eight? Yeah, let's do that. Scoop. You lovely Jerry. We've we've had a couple of real long episodes the last few weeks, so a short a shorter one will be a nice reprieve for me. <laughs> When I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Like, I, I didn't realize we recorded so long last episode. Like, it the, came out to be like two hours. They were both, like the, the last two weeks have both been over two hours when it was all said and done. Jeez. Yeah. Rambling. That's all right. It's a lot of fun, man. We've had some really great conversations the last few weeks. We've had yeah. some laughs. We've cried yeah. a little. And poor Sean didn't even get to say anything. I know. <laughs> I kept trying to encourage him to say something, Jerry. Yeah. Back like, up. <laughs> Sean, do you have, a, you have anything you want to add to this? No. <laughs> it was like a second and a half of just silence, and I'm pretty sure I cut it like cut a few out from between that two. Uh, he was a man. Of, he was a man of few words. But. He was a man of few He's, words. He was stuck. He he knew what he liked, and uh, he 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 said it out. Yep. He, he got, he got the, his he got his point across. What's the biggest mistake people <laughs> new players make? Playing with folk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, dude! I was I was at work this morning listening to that, and I was fucking like laughing to myself. It was great. It was great. Anyway, um, yeah, let's let's do some scoops in a top eight. Alright, I'm gonna scoop Sean in because you guys are shit all over him. <laughs> no, we're not. We're we were. I was a. We were bad hosts. Hey, dude. he was able to edit that out until you just went and scooped him in for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Now you have to play it, otherwise people's imaginations are going to make something so much worse. <laughs> I'm also going to scoop Aaron in for uh, posting the sweet deck list. Oh, and I got nothing. What about you? Uh, oh, oh yeah. actually, sorry, I lied. I'm, I'm taking it back. Uh, shout out to Renee, because she mailed me a land pack for the cube. Oh, that was nice of her. Yeah, so I just, I'm, I'm putting in the mail her, the revised packs, and she won the, uh... Whoa, if uh, I mail you a land pack, you'll send me revised <laughs> Fucking deal. Yep, but only good for the first three people who do it. <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> I am not exchanging revised packs for land packs. <laughs> so let me know if there's a foil underground sea in there when you open it. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, you want to get that? Yeah, you want to send that to me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you for a revised pack. <laughs> It's for the good of the cube. I don't get to play. You don't invite me to play a cube, so fuck you, it's man. It's because I don't have a cube yet. I'm building it. One card at a time. You know how long it takes to make a 600-card cube? No, you, have you never to- told me about it, man. Because when you have to actually, like, strip the ink off of the cards so you can print the good cards on them. Oh, my God, dude. You're a fucking, like, Fat Stacks banker. Just, like, buy the cards, man. <laughs> Not, I'm unemployed now. I quit. <laughs> I no got nothing. No, you're yeah, just like. Come on, you remember the picture Monopoly with the fucking guy's got his <laughs> pockets outside his pants? <laughs> yeah, that's confused. yeah, that's me. That's me right now. I'm gonna hold on. Wait, but you're still dressed in a tux with a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you already own the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I'm unemployed. I can't even collect unemployment because I quit. <laughs> Oh, you really fucked yourself, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna ride the rails. I'm gonna be a hobo. 
Uh, what about you, Adrian? Who you got? Well, shout out to the vape shop because they got vape clan back, and that shit's fucking tasty. Yeah, I'm gonna scoop in fucking Josh Sissio because actually I'm gonna scoop in Sierra because she actually fucking said that she heard that Josh was gonna be down there. So I got a hold of Josh and like, are you are you gonna really head down there? So scooping to Josh for going to play at T because uh, you know I lost to him and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> So scoop into Sierra and Josh and Jim Not Dredge. Um, he came down from Acton, scoop into Kyle. And that also reminds me, I'm going to scoop into Pat because Pat's going to, I think, handle something, right? Because if I say, Jerry, you want to do an auction on a playmat? Uh, it's actually <laughs> going to take Pat to get it done. Um, <laughs> so uh, what do you guys think? Is it, um, I think it's uh, time for another playmat to the Wounded Warrior Project? Yeah, sure. So, what about Pat? Um, I'm going to scoop in, uh, uh, I know we already mentioned, mentioned him, but I'm going to scoop in Trevor and Renee, um, and the cardconfidence.com site, uh, for putting up my article and helping me with some revisions. And, uh, just putting it out there, it was really great to have, uh, people be really eager to, uh, to host it for me. So I want to say thank you to them. That was pretty great. It was very exciting for me. And, uh, that's it for me, man. Really? You're not going to scoop, you're not going to scoop in your kids or your wife? I mean, you know, I fucking skip legacy for them, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. Cool. Play us out with something sweet. <laughs> sure, Jerry. You can email us at leavinglegacymtg at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Mathematrixter, at J-M-E-E-3-R-D, or at Pat Uglo. Thanks for listening. Remember, play fast, not loose.
Introducing Frizzy's shampoos and conditioners infused with styling ingredients that start your style right in the shower. Prep for glossy.